and we are back on the best in the world sports report ladies and gentlemen we are the philly sports podcast and as of today we've been doing this for two years y'all two years this, this is a great time this, this you know I'm, I'm, I'm almost caught up in my words you know I'm, I'm caught up in my thoughts I mean, this is a great day. This is a great day. This started off as, you know, a pipe dream, as a, as something to do, something to be different. And me and my partner, Triple V, Vince Villani, we decided, you know, let's 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 start. We need to make our own foothold in Philly sports, and that's where we came up with the best in the world sports report. You know, it's been me and Vince, you know, side by side doing this thing for a long time. Um, as you know, the last couple of weeks, maybe months, things have things have been a little bit a little bit different. You know, my, my man 50 grand has been calling in. But today. But today. Things have changed. Somebody is in the room with me. Somebody is in the studio with me. Who? 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 Ladies and gentlemen, Triple V, Vince Milani. I'm back, baby. Drink it in, man. JV, it is Triple good v. to be back it in is the good man cave. Get, come on, get, give dap me a pat. Dap, dap it up. It up on the there air. you go. Dude, it's been a long time. My apologies for having my schedule changed at work. Yeah, man, you're fired. It, uh, it's it's good to be back, man. Two-year anniversary. There was no way I was missing this. No way I was missing the exactly. two-year anniversary show on the Best in the World Sports Report. We had, we had a whole bunch of guests line up, lined up for today to help celebrate two years of podcasts with everybody. But this is what we did. We pushed them all out. Good idea. None of them. We don't need to talk to anybody. You don't need to hear from anybody. You don't need to hear a whole bunch of talking heads from this city tell the best in the world that they are the best in the world. You need us to tell you that we are the best in the world. And if you would like to tell us that we are the best in the world, you can tell us via Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at BITW Sports. Once again, at B-I-T-W Sports. Trip, what's going on, man? It's You know, you, you hit the nail right on the head earlier. Uh, and I'll throw a little quarter in the in the Wayback Machine. Okay. I remember about a oh, little over two years ago. Yes. I believe it was November of 2014. Mm-hmm. I was about two months into rehabbing my uh, sh- right shoulder. I had the rotator cuff surgery, and I was miserable. I was on twitter complaining and i remember you sent me a direct message and you were like you know vince this podcast thing is really taking off and philly needs a proper sports philly sports based podcast while you're rehabbing your shoulder would you be interested in getting something going and at first i was like yeah you know, I don't know if I'd have enough to say. Mm-hmm. And you were like, let's just try it. And with the help of Justin Watson yes, over at yes. New Twist Radio. Shout out to Justin. He he gave us a platform. Mm-hmm. And I believe the first five or six episodes we actually taped from his apartment, yes. which was down in Upper Darby. Yes. And then we moved the show here to the Man Cave. Yes. And I got to tell you, it was one of the best decisions that we made because 
What a privilege it has been for two years for me to sit alongside of you and we can, specifically myself, you've given me an outlet to discuss my thoughts, yes. my frustrations, my feelings, my opinions on Philly sports, on pro sports, college sports, pro wrestling, whatever it may be. But the most important thing is it's been fun. Mm -hmm. And that's the best part about it. And the fact that we're two years in. Two years in. And that was, what's, funny about, what's funny about all of it now is as as we are two years into this podcast, I'm thinking I'm 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 I'm, I'm gonna set up a Instagram live while we do wow. this. Wow, we're I'm, big time now. We I'll are tell big you time. What. Let's jump on Instagram live while while we do this. But the fact still remains: it's like you know we we just wanted we we wanted to do something different. Sure. Now it's funny because everybody has a podcast, yep. and it was still a little bit new when we were doing it. Maybe we caught, maybe we jumped in, you know, you know, towards the end of the fresh newness of podcasts. Now everybody has one, but we just we all we wanted to do was just provide a different voice. Try, you know, something that you might not have gotten on your radio. And and I look back over 2 years and I think about not only the contributions that you have made specifically hosting this for practically two years here in the man cave. But Justin, you know, put us put out a lot for us early. But then I think back to the great guests we have. And and, and I, I apologize if I miss some people, but some of the great guests that we've had over the last two years, guys like Seth Joyner, Seth Joyner. former Eagle, Barrett Brooks, another yes. former Eagle, co-worker of yours and mine, former co-worker Amy Fadul Amy we've had. Amy Fadul, yes. Mark Brown. Yes, from, from, from Ring, Ring of, of Honor, Honor down Wrestling. in Baltimore. Uh, Josh Parnell yeah. from uh, Tom Oresco. Tom, yes, I mean good we, old Tom. Yes, shout we, out to Tom, one of our best had, guests. We've had some outs, and I, I know I've missed a lot of people, oh, yeah, but yeah. we've had some outstanding guests that have made this show just keep on trucking. Mm -hmm. Every week we had people, insiders, giving us information. If the Eagles were playing the Bears, we got somebody from Chicago on the air to mm -hmm. talk with us. And, and we appreciate it. Got Chicago people. We yeah. had Miami people. Cleveland people. Cleveland people. Uh, the dog Charlotte people. something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, everybody the that's – The dog pound something. I mean, who cares? It's, Cleveland's a joke, with the exception <laughs> of LeBron. But, you know, it, it's it's been a heck of a journey, a lot of fun. And all the people that have contributed from yes. – whether it be uh, – uh, co-workers of ours or just friends i remember yes you know i remember uh my friendy dan called in a couple times talked a little wrestling talked with a little yep. less wrestling also broke the news that his wife was having twin boys yes. i mean just fun stuff like now, that now unfortunately dan did not take my advice and <laughs> named them jimmy or jay no adam and dylan are Ad their names yeah now what did you you i said I said Jimmy and Jay. I said Hawk and Animal, okay. like the Road all right, Warriors. All right. you know, that was that that beats mine, but it's still, but still, nonetheless, sure. yeah. Uh, or or Rick and Scott, the Steiner Rick and brothers. Scott, yeah, yeah. yeah no, no doubt, I no mean, doubt. it's been it's been a heck of a two years. I'm so happy that I'm 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 back here today uh, yes. to celebrate with you. Obviously, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, we're live on Li Instagram. Live, live on Instagram, which is right? Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, people are probably looking at like, why are we sideways? It's all good. Who's checking us out? Uh, let's see. I don't know. But hey, you're watching. We appreciate it. And and for the and for the many followers that we have on Twitter and Facebook and mm -hmm. Instagram, thank you. Uh really, you know, I wanted to make the trip in today 
and and say thank you to all of you guys because without your you know you guys giving us feedback and mm-hmm. listening to the show you know we wouldn't be where we're at right now yeah, and that's it's, right. it's it's a lot of fun and that's the most important thing we wanted to be fun it's been fun and for me it gave me something to do exactly. those first couple months man exactly. when I was exactly when I was exactly busting my butt to get this shoulder in in shape well look the whole point of this show is to talk about sports. So let's do just that. Dive in. Uh, let's dive right in. Uh, this weekend was the first weekend of the NFL playoffs. Yeah. Uh, there were four games. There, 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 there snooze were, fest. Yes. Four games, four crappy games. Four snooze, with the exception of the Giants that Packers was, for about three quarters was entertaining. Yeah. But it, the, all four games were pretty. Giants much wanted blowouts. to lose. Gi- Giants wanted to lose. I feel like, as much as I enjoy watching the Giants lose. Right. I think honestly, I don't I feel like trying to pin this on that boat trip like so many people oh, are trying to it. do. Yeah. I think that's so dumb. And Joe Buck. Joe Buck he, went to that like as soon as yeah. uh, like as early as possible. As soon and as I'm, Beckham dropped his first pass, he yes, brought it up. Yes, that's that's when he started exactly. And, then and he I'm kept like bringing it up. I'm like, "Joe, you're such a clown." And and dude. it got to a point where Aikman acknowledged it. And then Aikman was like, "All right, Enough, Joe. Stop yeah, mentioning yeah. it. Because is, Troy Aikman knows better than anybody. He played with Nate Newton, mm-hmm. Michael Irvin. Those guys were probably those, partying exactly. left and that right probably Super like Bowl a, week, yeah, that, and that, they still won the That looked like a – yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure compared to what Troy Aikman has seen yes. in his career, yes. that trip to – that that trip to uh, – to Miami probably looked like a school field trip sure. to them. And, and, and it's funny that, that it's not even an issue. It happened six days prior to the game. On their day off. Right, which was a Monday, a Sunday night into a Monday. They were back at the Giants complex first thing Tuesday morning mm-hmm. to study film and prepare. So it's like let the, they want to party with Bieber on a boat. Party it up. Exactly. With their shirts off and their, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't yeah, care. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It, that had no impact the reason footballs were dropped was because they were playing in one-degree weather. Exactly. Not because they were having drinks on Bieber's yacht in Miami on a week Monday. Ago. Yeah, no way. If you have if if you have a day off and you have the choice of spending your day off on a yacht in Miami or in a hotel or apartment, whatever you stay in in the New York metropolitan in the middle of January, yeah. where, where 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 are you going to spend your day off? I'm going to Miami. Miami. Yeah, exactly. Gonna uh, hang with The Rock, too. The yeah. people's champion. Hey, whatever. I'd hang out with The Rock before I hang out with Bieber. But me, too. Still, but if, if, if Bieber's flying me into Florida. Yeah. On his he, jet. Yeah. Sure. If, if Bieber's, you know, look, I don't have to see. Here's the thing. I don't have to listen to his music. Nope. I don't got to hear his songs. I don't I, want to hear his songs. I listen to whatever I want. I agree. But if he wants to pay for me to come to Miami to hang with him, okay. so be it. I'll drink Cristal. I'll, yeah, all right. Sure. I'll drink soda. It yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> soda. I'll drink some juice. I'll drink some Dr. Pepper. Doc, there you go. The guy who created the BCS National Championship game. Yeah, Dr. exactly. Pepper. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, now, it's just ridiculous mm, that that was a time. I mean, yeah. look at the 85 Bears. The whole team was practically hung over mm-hmm. the, the morning of the Super Bowl, and they won 45 to 10. 40, they're gro- they're yeah. grown-ass men. Yeah. They can handle it, yeah. especially if it's six days prior. Don't six. make excuses. Leave it Look, alone. It, it was what it was. And the Leave other three alone. games, yeah. like you said, they were They, they were, were crap. Uh, pretty much, um, I felt bad. For the, the Ra- I felt the bad Raiders. for the Raiders because yes. the Raiders have been bad for so long. 
And, and and this was supposed to be the year, you know, here they are. They've been doing it right, trying to build that team through the draft. And they, they did. Got a, a, and they got a, a, a good young quarterback to a, build around. An MVP candidate quarterback yes. who's now been forgotten because he got hurt for two games. Mm-hmm. I think that's a travesty of yeah. justice. And for and it's just un- unfortunate. Khalil Mack, defensive player of yes. the year, probably. And unfortunately, it just caught up to them. Yeah. It seriously caught up to them, and that, in that game, they were—they were, I mean, they unfortunately—they look like the, the Raiders of old. They look like the, you know the Raiders that we have come we have come accustomed to seeing over the last couple of years. With one month to go in the season, I truly thought they were the only team that could match the Patriots touchdown for touchdown in a playoff game. And then you know you lose Derek Carr, and Matt McGloin's running the team. And then he gets hurt, and now you have a rookie quarterback, Connor Cook from Michigan yeah. State, making his first career start in Houston in a playoff game against Jadavian Clowney, who was a beast on the field. Jadavian Clowney, it's like this season. And it's a shame that it's this season with J.J. Watt being hurt. Yeah. But Jadavian Clowney is finally – he's finally becoming that player that yes. we thought he was going to be yes. his junior year yes. in South Carolina. It's, you know, could you imagine how good that defense would be, would be if Watt two, was healthy? Oh, my the goodness. The two – I mean, that would be unreal. Oh, oh goodness, yeah. But then Seattle, you know, Detroit never got off the bus. Seattle blew them mm. out at home. And then talk about embarrassing. I mean, I know the score is only 20-12, to 12, but it felt like it was 50-12 to 12, the way the Steelers beat the Dolphins. And that, you know, you, you, you put a warm-weather team in a cold climate like Pittsburgh, and mm-hmm. that's exactly what happens. And it's a shame because I truly – feel like the Ravens would have given yeah. the Steelers a much better much game better as a sixth seed than, uh, than than the Dolphins. Real quick, my friend Arlene is watching us on uh, Instagram Live. Says Derek Derek Carr was probably in tears watching that game. Sure. Says she felt his pain, and she said they would have won if he was there, and definitely. I you're, agree. You're, you're I agree. Absolutely Derek Carr positively was right. an MVP. Thank you, Arlene. Thank you, Arlene. Derek Carr was an MVP yeah. candidate before he got hurt. Yes. He gets hurt, and now it's all about and Brady and Rodgers yep. and Dak yes. and, and, and Matt it, Ryan. It's, it's, it's a shame because I, I'm not one who I, – I don't lend myself to that. You, you have to – like giving players a whole bunch of rest, I think, you know, you – you get better with reps, not rest. Oh, yeah. So, but then you saw so many quarterbacks this season get hurt down, you know, down the stretch. Yeah, Mariota. Uh, Mariota got hurt. Carr got hurt. Uh, Stafford was hurt. Yeah. You know, he played with a torn with ligament a, in, in his, his middle th- finger on, on his, his throwing, throwing hand. hand. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. He's so, tough. He's a tough kid. Yeah. I, I I like Stafford. I think I, would, I think and, and 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 credit to him because that. Detroit is a team that could have fallen all apart. You know, their best player, arguably the best player that they have had since their last greatest player ever Retired. walked out on the team. Was Barry Sanders. Yeah. yeah. So, Calvin Johnson does the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. And that's a team that could have fallen apart. Yeah, and they didn't. And they didn't. They, they got right back to the, they got yeah. right back to the uh, playoffs. So. And they pretty much did it without a running back, too. I mean, they yeah. used Theo Riddick practically all yeah. year, which was yeah. un- unbelievable. The- Theo Riddick, who looks like Barry Sanders when he plays our Eagles. But <laughs> but other than that, yeah. Now, I want to get on to the MVP topic. I just want to okay. get your thoughts on this quick. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh-oh. Okay. Arlene says, my Steelers are going all the way. Oh, see, that, yeah, yeah, see, see, now you're messing things up for yourself, all right? That's going to get you hung up on. Don't, don't, Steelers, come on now. Are you, you crazy? Steelers? Really? The Steelers are probably the only team on the AFC side that could match the Patriots 
uh, touchdown for touchdown, but they're going to have a tough time getting past our Andy Reid-led Kansas City Chiefs. Notice how I said our Andy Reid-led. Exactly. Because I love Big Red. I miss Big Red. I, I, I do. I, I, I miss him now. I you know, now, I, I, now, now that it's been three years since we've been in the playoffs, I really miss him. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, Three years since we've been in the playoffs, and I think Kansas City has made the playoffs three out of four years. Yeah. Since he's, yeah. Three uh, out of they, four and years. And they won, they won last year. They won their, you know, they won their mm-hmm. wild card game last year and then unfortunately got railroaded by the Patriots. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Andy Reid's doing what he did here. Mm-hmm. 11, 10 win seasons, 11 win seasons, now a 12 win season. Mm-hmm. You know, congrats to him. Uh, but real quick, on the topic of the MVP, I'd like to get your thoughts on who you think the MVP of the NFL will be. Oh, goodness. Um. Because I remember we discussed this about a month ago, and I said it was going to be Ezekiel Elliott. I, I don't. And I've I don't actually know changed the, yeah. my mind now. I don't know if they give it to the. I don't know if they no, give it to the rookie. I think he wins Offensive Rookie of the Year. I could. Yeah, Offensive Rookie of the Year. That's maybe that's, even that NFL is a lock. Offensive Player of the Year. Maybe. Offensive Rookie. Wait. Oh wait. No. Because he could win two. He could win them both. But yeah. I think it's. I think if Dak. Dak's not going to win the MVP. No, no, he might win Offensive Rookie of the Year. No, Zeke I th- might I th- win uh, no, Offensive I, Player fact, of the Year. I, I could see, I could see Dak and Zeke getting all the first place votes for Offensive r- Rookie of the Year. Yeah, they're going to split. Uh, yeah, I think they're sure. going to split them. But I think Zeke wins. Dak comes in second. Okay, now who do you have for your NFL my, my, MVP? My. I believe it's a four horse race. I believe okay. it's. I believe it's Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. I believe it's Aaron Rodgers. I believe it's Matt Ryan. And Derek Carr was in the conversation, but not but now, anymore. No. So maybe think, it's three horses. I I think I don't honestly I don't think the NFL would give it to Tom Brady because, because of what happened. Because of what happened, and then now they just look like they just have they're they're just they're putting more egg on their face by giving him the MVP award. Right. I honestly I think it goes to Matty Ice. I think when you see when you look at what Atlanta, where Atlanta was before them coming into this season where Atlanta had fallen off down into the you know the, the depths they were they were down they were bad sure and you see where you know Matt Matt has brought them back from I could see Matt Ryan winning league MVP I think I think I think you, Matt Ryan and also Aaron Rodgers. Sure, I th- I think it's 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 going to go between one of those two players. Well, Rodgers has the numbers, but I'll tell you why Matt Ryan should be Wait, your MVP. Hold, hold, hold. Uh, Dak, whatever. Dak's not, come on, whatever, dude. Uh, uh, here's why Matt Ryan should be your Dak. MVP. An MVP, most valuable player, should if you take that player away from that team, yeah. what happens to that team? The Falcons aren't winning 11 games without, without Matt, Matt Ryan. Ryan. Not at all. The Patriots all. went 3-0 and with a third-string quarterback to start the year. Tom Brady is a great quarterback. He's the greatest system quarterback of all time. Okay. Because I truly believe you could plug anybody into that system and still win 10 mm-hmm. or 11 games. I understand. Yeah. Matt Ryan with the Falcons, he set an NFL record. He threw a touchdown pass to 13 different receivers this year. That's unbelievable. To think about that. Mm-hmm. He's throwing touchdown passes to third string tight ends, backup fullbacks. He truly is an outstanding quarterback. And mm-hmm. if anybody if any time for him to win the MVP, I think it's this year for Matty Ice. I, I can't argue with yeah, that. I, I, I like I, that. I, and did you know okay. that stat of the day, here it comes. Okay. Tom Brady broke a Nick Foles record when Nick Foles was an Eagle. Okay. 
Nick Foles, up until this season, had the greatest touchdown-to-interception ratio for a regular season of any quarterback in NFL history. And that was a 27-2 season. 27-2 season. Okay. Brady this year, 28-2. and two. So Brady's 14 so touchdowns. Finally, so finally, we can, we, we, we can finally Nick Foles. wash ourselves. The fight of, for Foles of, is officially over. Of the stench. <laughs> of the stench that was... The biggest fluke in the history of the Philadelphia Eagles. 27 touchdowns, two interceptions, a 13.5 to 1 ratio yes. was the NFL record. Now it's over. Nick Foles held the NFL record. Yes, he did. Not anymore. Goodbye. Now it's Tom Brady. He it, gone. He gone. He gone. He, uh, I feel good. I feel good. Anybody but Brady. I, it, I hate Tom yeah. Turner. No, I, I, hate, I hate Tom too. I, I, you know, like don't system I don't, quarterback. I, write it down. The the greatest, you know, the greatest system quarterback. Greatest system of all, quarterback know, of all time. Four rings on his fingers. Okay. You know, he mm -hmm. he he he's close to running out of rings. Mm -hmm. uh, running out of fingers. Yeah. How great would he be if he was drafted by the Tennessee Titans? That's what I want to know. How many Super Bowls would he have if the uh, if the then uh, St. Louis Rams drafted him? Well, they had Kurt Warner. They didn't need Tom Brady. But anyway, I digress. Uh, Matchups uh, next week. Matchups next Any week. Any thoughts? Um, let's see. I really, really, really want the Packers to win. You think the Packers beat the beat the Cowboys? They're I red hot. Say, I, I didn't say I think they can. Oh. I said I really want them it, to. They're red hot, and it, they, they got the momentum going. And as we all know, that's that's the key to winning a Super Bowl. Get that momentum going. So you know your uh, good friend, of, good friend of the show, although he's never been on. Derek Gunn uh, is from Milwaukee. Okay. He's from Wisconsin. So I was talking to him about the Packers. Okay. And, you know, we, we I have a coworker, uh, TJ. Shout out to TJ. But you know, he is a Packers fan. Okay. And they're talking about the Packers. And they're talking about how, how deep they are and how, you know, all their wide receivers and how they can make up. It's next know, man up. Somebody know, gets exactly, hurt. Exactly. You know, how. They don't how, lose a step. How they're built. How losing Jordy Nelson in that game didn't necessarily hurt them. Throw and, in Ger Allison. Yeah. He picked it right up. Yeah. Geronimo. Exactly. Geronimo. Allison. You know what it did? It killed me. Yeah. Because my team is not built like that. No. My team is not that lucky. Nope. You know, and we'll we'll get into this in a second. Because sure. Because here's the thing. We, we, we needed to start after we got through the celebration that is our two-year anniversary. It is the two-year anniversary show. But we needed to get into good football, playoff football first, before we talk yeah. about the current state of our Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Because in the end, it'll just piss you off. Sure. It'll just piss you off. But nonetheless. Who, so so you think Dallas pulls it out? Uh, couldn't it? It's hard, think, to, it's no, hard to go well, against I, that I offensive tell, yeah, line. It, it is very hard to go against that offensive line, but it is also very hard to count against uh, Aaron Rodgers. Sure. And I think Aaron Rodgers going down, take, you know, you take the elements away. You see how Aaron Rodgers performed in 13-degree weather. With the wind chill, uh, With yeah. the wind chill, sure. you know, feeling like two degrees. Yes. Now you take that away. You put that in, in – you put him in the climate control of uh, AT&T field. Fast track, fast track. You sure. can put them on that turf. I don't know, man. If they're, I, I think if th I think if Dallas gets past the Packers, 
you're looking at Dallas in the Super Bowl. I agree. So I think yeah. this is I think this is the biggest test. I think Aaron Rodgers will give that Dallas defense, especially that Dallas secret secondary, all that they can handle. And the Dallas secretary as well. The she's Dallas gonna secretary. Have, she's going to have a and lot And the to Dallas handle. secondary. <laughs> the secondary and the secretary. Both of them. Both of them. All they can handle. And, Don't and, mock me. <laughs> that was good. It was good. Um, and, I, you know, if they can stop the run, if the Packers' only chance of winning this game is if they can keep Ezekiel Elliott at 80 yards or less and keep him out of the end zone. If he's over 100 yards with two touchdowns, Dallas wins that game. Mm-hmm. I think, as much as I was just on the Matt Ryan bandwagon, uh-huh. <sighs> Seattle, yeah, I, in the I, Georgia Dome, uh, they find ways to, to win, win in yeah. the playoffs. And Matt Ryan, as, as great of a regular season he's had, he's never won a big game on a big stage. And you got to prove me wrong, Matty Ice, because right now I'm taking Seattle. I am. I think they went on the road and they go to Dallas uh, to face the Cowboys. And on the AFC side, as much as I love, I love Andy Reid and I want the Chiefs to win and I can't stand the Steelers. The Steelers are rolling as well, just like the Packers are. And ooh, I could ooh, I see this. This is where I could see this them is where we. I, this is this is where we differ. I like the Steelers, but I think the Steelers are a team that can get beat. I think I do not think the Steelers go to Kansas City and beat Kansas City. I think the Chiefs win. The Chiefs go into that AFC Championship. I think that I think I and, hope so. I, I hope that's the case. Andy Reid has much better stages to choke on. All right, <laughs> not the divisional uh, round. Not the divisional save round. Save it for the save, championship exactly. You round. save it for when everyone is watching. Okay. In two weeks in the in in the conference championship. The choke, all right? And as far as Texans at Patriots, my prediction, final score, Patriots 59, <laughs> Texans 3. Write it down. 59 to 3. If I may quote. Eight touchdowns and a field goal. If if I may quote one of the greatest theatrical roles of all time, Clubber Lang. Okay. <laughs> what is my prediction? Pain. <laughs> that is what... That Go that get is them rock. that is what the 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 Texans have in in yeah. store for them. Uh, you know that they, they showed rock. they showed some fight. You know maybe you know maybe Brock Osweiler showed that he wasn't a complete mistake in he, this game. He's booty. He is. He's been booty for most of the year. Wait, I'm sorry. Did Arlene say something else? No way. Get out of here. Beat it. Steelers, here we go. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Steelers are going down. I hope so. See, I'm not. See, we're not going backwards. We're going forward. We already talked about the Steelers. You know, we're talking about Patriots, Texans. Yeah. Uh, That's going to be real quick. Rocket Uh, booty. Yeah. 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 He's a big fat bowl of booty O's. That's what he he is. is. All right. Well, look, man. We're rolling. Two year anniversary. That's right. John Brown, Vince Villani, here we go. Best, best in the world. Sports report. Best in the world. Sports report. Yeah, that's what. Best in the world. Sports back report. Back in studio together, and we got some Eagles breaking news that happened earlier today. Yeah, so this, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Let's take a break. Yep. And then we'll come right back. We'll talk Eagles. Hit us up at bitw sports. That is at bitw sports. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm Vince Villani. He's John Brown. 
We're live on Instagram live, live as on, we tape this. We, we're live on Instagram. We might move to, want to move to Facebook live after this. Sounds good to me. All right, hey, we're moving to Facebook live now. Best in the world's coming right back after this, jabronis. I'm little teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle and here is my spout. No, Dad, like this. When I get all steamed up, then I shout, tip me over and pour me out. <laughs> this is WWE superstar Roman Reigns. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Welcome back to this special edition, two-year anniversary show of the Best in the World Sports Report. I am Vince Villani, back in the man cave, sitting alongside my tag team partner, John Brown. Dude, you're feeling good right now. It's good to be back. You're in a zone right now. It's it's good to be back behind the mic. You are in a zone. I feel like Reggie Miller. Uh, shooting threes with under a minute to go against the Knicks in the playoffs. Oh, I can't man. miss right now. I oh, can't boy. miss. Yeah, you you gonna drop away all our New York uh, watchers and listeners. I'm not sure how many we have. But uh, we're we're a Philly podcast. We're all right. about the Sixers, mm. not the Knicks. Not the Knicks. Newsflash. Mm. Bye bye Knicks. You, you got no love for you. Sixers at the end of this season will have a better record than the Knicks. What? Going there. I'm go, going. Oh there. oh boy. Now. We were gonna talk Eagles when we come when, when when we were supposed to talk Eagles. We were supposed to be talking Eagles in this segment, but since you brought that up, we can go back to the Eagles. Later. No, no, we can go back to we do whatever we want. We're the best in the world. We are right. also live on Facebook Live. Oh my man, my man Nelson. Uh-oh. My man, my man Nelson. I remember Nelson. Yeah, you remember Nelson. Yeah. That's my OG right there. Okay. My man Nelson says he agrees with you. I'm assuming about the Knicks. I hope and so. Now we. Sixers play the Knicks later on this week. That's awesome. I can't and wait to exactly. watch. Exactly. I can't I'm, wait to watch either. I'm on because the Joel Embiid bandwagon. I will say this. I know he's you know, his stock is 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 falling right now. But Ja Okafor is better than Christos Porzingis. You think so? Yes. Hmm. I think you put if you put Okafor against Porzingis in a game, you you force Porzingis to guard Okafor. Yeah. And you just give him the damn ball. Okay. Okafor eats Porzingis for once. Interesting. Plain and simple. Interesting theory. That's not a theory. That's 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 just basketball. Porzingis has a great outside shot. He does though. have a great outside shot. Can Okafor shot. defend that far away from the He bucket? doesn't have to. Okay. Because he just comes back the other way and just posts him posts his little seven foot nine wanting to guard anybody behind up. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Now let's now, uh, we switch. I wanted to switch to the Sixers. You brought because you brought up yeah. the Sixers and the Knicks. Uh, Joel Embiid after yesterday's game is he in? No, he he. Uh, he how close is he to getting an All Star? I, I don't know. I vote for him every day. Yeah, but what he said was to reporters, he talked about the possibilities of a playoff run this year. This he, year, he mentioned the word playoffs. Playoffs. He said, Playoffs? Yeah. Well, that that's that's been done too. If you watch Breakfast on Broad, yeah, we, yeah, we we threw that all through. Oh, we threw it. that we threw that all through. Uh, Thanks, Bob. Yeah, they stole that from you, or or you stole it from them. Yeah. But let's see. Uh, my man Nelson, real quick, said he does not think that uh, 
Brett Brown is a great. He says Brett Brown is not a great coach. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you, Nelson. I, I think that uh, I think that anybody else in any other basketball coach, professional or college, could yeah. do could have these same results with this Sixers team. Here's this is my problem with Brett Brown, and a part of it part of it is this team. He that seems is, stubborn, but I'll let you go ahead. He make there there are personnel moves that don't make sense to me. Yeah. Now some some of it is due to injury. Okay. Because quite frankly, I think the biggest problem with this team has not been the log jam in the front court. I think the problem with this team is the fact, and it's something we talked about last week: the lack of depth in the back court. The lack the lack of depth in the back court. Yeah. This team needs more point guards. This team needs a good point guard. Yeah. Now I've talked to Marshall Harris. From CSN Philly. He does a lot of the uh, Sixers pre- and post-game shows. Sure. And I talked to him. I had a conversation with him because I wanted confirmation on this. I wanted a second opinion okay. on this before we did this show. And I asked him, how good of a point guard is Ben Simmons? Not how good of a ball handler, not how good of a facilitator, but how good of a – can Ben Simmons really play point guard you know it's like i you know you 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 hear about him handling the rock he's a good you know you know he's a good passer sure but can you can the sixes run their offense through him and 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 if there's a full court press on can you count on him to bring the ball up under pressure pressure. and not turn it over yes and to me and and i will say to to his credit marshall harris said yes okay marshall harris said yes for me, I feel like I'm looking at this team struggle, and I think part of the reason this team is struggling is because they don't have a proper point guard to give players the ball in their where they need it. Like you hear putting about, them in a position to yeah, succeed. You hear about yeah. Ja, you hear about Ja Okafor struggling offensively, okay. and then I look at his numbers and I see, I see, uh, I see Ja going like one for five. Three for five. If you have a center who everyone – the one thing he can do is score. And post up and score. Play the post. And he yeah. only gets five shots? That's that's not him. That's atrocious. That's not yeah. him. That's not on him. He needs a point guard giving him the ball. And unfortunately for the Sixers, as good as he's been playing, as scrappy as he's playing, the best point guard on his team is T.J. McConnell. Yeah. And it's like, look, he's good for what he is or what he should be. He should be a 15 to 20 minute player, if that, if giving that, you spot minutes off the bench. Yeah, he's more like that's a fine. He's more I, like a 10 to 12 minute player. Should okay, be. Yeah. I'll take, I'll take that. But, but you know, yeah. but now he's playing big minutes because yeah. he, he's the best point guard on this team. Now, granted, they had brought in Jared Bayless. He was supposed to be the point guard. He was supposed to be their upgrade on point guards. And I don't know if he, I don't know if he. He was the answer. I can't speak to any of that because he played about an hour and a half of basketball this season. Well, what's what's his deal? He's hurt, right? Yeah, he's got a broken wrist. He's out for the season. He's done. He's done, though. I didn't know if there was a chance he'd come no. back. No, there's a chance he comes back next season because they signed him for three years. Oh boy, but he's done. This team has not. A, this team has not had a good point guard. A good traditional point guard since drew holiday yeah since drew holiday and that was Michael a mistake Car- getting yeah. rid of him well i i don't know i i, I'm I not, liked holiday i liked holiday more so than mcw 
Well, I'll, I'll put it to you like this. Here's the problem. They got rid of Drew Holiday to bring in Nerlens. That's who that that was that trade. Right. They got rid of Drew Holiday. They got they got rid of Drew for Nerlens Noel. Now Nerlens was hurt. Drew Holiday was hurt. Nerlens was out for the. He had a, he sat out that season with the with the torn ACL. He's been back and really up. You know he played what the last two seasons pretty much injury free. Yeah. Now he he started off the season with a little bit with, with uh, some knee banged up, yeah, with, with with some injuries. But for the most part, he's been you know he's he's been pretty healthy. Now they drafted MCW. Now what's what's started what is now starting to look like it's going to come back and haunt them is they took MCW and Nerlens over CJ McCollum, Oof. who's now. Balling, yeah, out there in Portland. Oh, by the way, a local guy who went to Lehigh University in my hometown of Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Cheap pop. Yeah, there you go. Now, my man Nelson also says they need a Khalif Wyatt type player. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'll take that. Where uh, Where is Khalif now? Well, uh, let me it's, ask you this: Did Khalif needs to be. If, if he's not, if he's not somewhere in the league, you need to at least have a dude like that on on the eighty seveners. Somebody you could just call to come up north real quick. Was, was, well, speaking of the 87ers, was Marshall Harris the one that tweeted out yesterday, it might have been the night before, that the Sixers were looking at three different guys to sign to 10-day contracts as at point guard? One of them was Jordan Farmar. Really? Yeah. Uh, and I forget the other two names. I didn't know if you saw that tweet or not. I forget who sent it out. But Jordan Farmar? Really? Really? I can't. I can't. See? No. Jordan, this, let me tell you what Jordan. This isn't 2004 let me, let me, UCLA. Let me tell you what Jordan Farmar represents to me. Jordan Farmar will always be the guy who was playing in the rookie game when they had a player from the team announce his teammates like he was the one. He was he was he was giving his own starting lineup and he forgot Jordan Farmar's name <laughs> and he had to ask him. He's like, and next from what you say your name was again. Jordan Farmer. Farmer. It's like, oh, dude. Yeah. He's a bum. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, that's that's bum juice right there. But then again, if you're talking about you're bringing in a whole bunch of, you know, D-League guys to play, you know, to play. What's Ish Smith doing? Ish Smith is in uh, Detroit. Bring him back. No, I'm good. What's Chauncey Billups doing? Is he retired? Yeah, yeah he's he's, really? he's still better than what they have. Yeah, not, not What's much AI better. doing? He's probably shooting craps down yeah, at the trap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, you've you've yet you've yet to give like a real good good option. Yeah, I, 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 I'm gonna go with Nelson who said uh, Khalif White. Okay, I'll take that. But nonetheless, now I now I I understand that this is, and I'm just speaking, out, you know, in pure like speculation or whatever, whatever you want to call it. I feel like the the Sixers. If you're going to go with primarily Ben Simmons bringing the ball up, they need like a Kyrie Irving type player. Now, I understand you're not going to get Kyrie Irving. Right. But you need a Kyrie Irving type player who can run your offense, who can serviceably run your offense, but can also shoot the ball. And score. This is, I yeah. mean, honestly, this is a team that need this. That you need an AI type player. It's so and, hard and, to find. Yeah, them. yeah. I, look, look. I understand. There's, there's a reason why Chris Dunn. The, yeah, there, there's a reason why they're out, you know, yeah. running the team, and you and I are hosting a podcast and being on Facebook. Kemba you know? Walker. Yeah. Those Which, guys are hard to find. They can create their own shot and facilitate the offense. Like, I, I, I like. To me, Sergio Rod. Sergio. 
I'm 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 growing tired of him in the sense that one, you know Sergio Garcia? No, not Sergio Garcia. Sergio oh. Rodriguez. Oh. Is he related uh, to Alex Rodriguez? No. Oh. No, not at all. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> but See, it's so much I, more not, fun when I'm in the studio. It is. It, is, it <laughs> definitely just, is. It definitely is. But the fact <laughs> that I'm, I just don't think Sergio is much of a facilitator. I, I agree. To me, I feel like uh, if you're now if you're now committed to bringing either one or two of those other bigs off the bench, whether it be Nerlens, whether it be Okafor, for as long as they're here, they need a point guard who can facilitate and give them the ball. And when – it's been Sergio, and when it's been Nick Stauskas running the point as your backup point guard, they're not getting the ball. You have a classic back to the – you know, the thing about the thing about Ja, whether you like it or not, he is a classic back-to-the-basket post-up player. And you need a point guard who will feed him and keep on feeding him and feeding him and feeding him and feeding him. And they don't do that. You know, you got Sergio Garcia. I mean, sir, now you got me saying it. You got Sergio Rodriguez, and he's, you know, dribbling the ball around, like, you know. And Nick Stouts, Nick Stouts is too, eat up the clock, doing worthless dribbling. And you got a big man right there. Feed that big man the ball. Well, let me throw a name out there for you because I know he's been well-traveled the last couple seasons, and he's already fallen out of favor in Chicago. What about Rajon Rondo? No. Why? Because Rajon Rondo has a head full of snakes, he will come in here and you, you, you pretty much you have a good core of young players. Now you, 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 you almost lost it last year when Jalil Okafor was out there in the street fighting people. Right. But now you sit there, you look at it now, and it's like, what's funny is, you see, uh, you see, players like. Embiid and Simmons and Nerlens, they're all taking pictures at strip clubs. They're all out in the, in the streets partying. Really? Yeah, they're all, yeah, they, that, that's a whole other story. We'll get into that before the end of this block. All okay. Right? Remind me to come back to that. Okay. okay? Make sure I come back to that. I, I'll okay? make sure. But the fact of the matter is, like, people were talking about uh, why is, why is Embiid, Simmons, and, you know, why are they all out and Jaleel Okafor is not? He's behaving, and I'm like, look, that dude remembers. Yeah, you know, like, look, man, we're we're still on a losing team, and people keep coming up on me, making fun of me, and when they make fun of me for losing, I want to fight. Right, and for me, you know what? That's cool. You know, if you sitting up there, you giving your all in the game, or some jabroni wants to come up there and pop off, <laughs> we take it to the streets. That's fine. So if if Jaws like, you know what? I'm good. I don't need to go. You know, I don't need that. Hey. More power to him. Now, I I like I don't know what what do you I like the combination of Embiid and Noel on the floor at the same time. Yes, and I like well, switching switching a... Okafor out for Embiid, and and maybe what? giving both Noel Okafor, like you said, is that true old fashioned post player, mm-hmm. and his skill set I feel like is suited better when Noel and Embiid are off the floor. So I like the combo of Embiid and Noel, not only defensively together, they're yeah. unreal, yeah. but offensively as well, because Embiid can play away from the basket. Noel needs to be down, mm-hmm. down low, kind of just to mm-hmm. offensive rebound. I don't know. I, I, Here's Brett the, Brown's still trying to figure out that combination. But I, I, he's still trying to figure it out, and I don't understand why it's that hard. 
Uh, it does. It just doesn't seem to be that hard. You only to have me. twelve options. Mm-hmm. I mean, twelve, right? I mean, there's twelve well, guys on the team. I mean, part of the part of the problem with um, uh, with Okafor, and unfortunately, here's the thing: he he's such a liability on defense. I, you sit there and you'll watch. You'll watch that first team with them beat out on the floor. Maybe it'd be uh, Ilyasova, who has been a great pickup. Yeah. That you know that 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 might be the gem of the Colangelo era. The diamond that, in the rough. That that might be the fact that you got a player like that who's putting up 16, 17 points a game, and all you gave up was Jeremy Grant. Yeah. You know, and that's all. That's all you did. All you gave up was Jeremy Grant for a guy like that. But still, you put him on, and and unfortunately, and unfortunately, this guy that you just picked up off the scrap heap and just threw into the lineup. Honestly, probably plays a better four next to Embiid than the two top draft picks that you got sitting on your bench. When we're sitting here talking about who plays better with Embiid, Nerlens or Ja, and here comes Ilya Sova, who probably plays better with Embiid than both of them. Uh, yeah. But nonetheless, they have this little second unit that they like to throw out there. And it's, it, it used to be McConnell and Covington oh. and Dart. Now, here's the problem. Like, I, I get what you're saying, you know. I get that reaction about Covington. Anytime I hear his name, yeah. I'm just like, ugh. And, and it, it's, I can see you getting mad. You're getting red right now. Hashtag Rocco needs to go. Need to get rid of Il- Ilya Sova. He's stopping the process. From more. He's balling. I, I don't know about that. But none. Of, but I, I I do see the fact that he's staying. I do get my man Nelson just said they need to get rid of Ilya Sova because he's stopping the process of working. Now, to, to one point, I, I – Agree with that, but the other point part is he's playing really good basketball. He is now. If you can get something for him, because what the what the Sixers have proven this season, what they will do is somebody. If there is a player, if there is a veteran blocking the path of a young player who's showing some promise, they'll get rid of them. They did it recently. They just got rid of Hollis Thomas, right? And I saw he, that. Yeah, and. Because uh, the young boy, uh, TLC, has been playing better basketball. And he's showing some promise. He's showing that he can play the game. So, goodbye, Hollis Thomas. Well, what, what, or what Thompson. A, Tom, Thompson. Yeah, Thompson. Hollis Thomas played football. Right? Yeah, yeah for the whatever. Eagles. It's okay. Whatever. What, well, but here, what about Sarich? He had all these expectations. But he's been a but he's but he's been a good bench player too. He's he has been a good role player. But he hasn't earned a spot in the starting, you know, lineup yet. I don't get it. It's I mean, a starting five. It's a starting five, not a starting ten. I know, but I mean, but it's not like they're winning basketball games with the starting five they have right now. I mean, they I just think, yeah. got out of the worst record in the NBA. Now they don't have the r- worst right. record. I saw, uh, right, they don't. It's yeah. the it's the Heat and the it's heat. The, the Nets. The Heat and the Nets. So the Sixers are What's the wrong with third them? Are they tanking? But I, 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 don't, I don't understand. If you have the third worst record in the league, why not give different starting combinations a shot? I think, well, I, th- I think they have. But I think it also speaks to... Why is Brett Brown, you know, why is he having the struggles that he's having? Why has this been why has this been so hard? Why is Nick Stauskas still on this team? He stinks. And I'm a Michigan guy. I like Michigan's football and basketball he's program. He's played better, but he still- stinks. He's not the sharpshooter. He was drafted seventh overall yeah. by the Kings. Yeah. He a seventh overall pick should be scoring by now in his third or fourth year in the league, should be scoring eighteen to twenty points a night. He is horrible for what he was drafted at. 
Meanwhile, guys like Kyle Korver, who they gave up on eight years ago, he's still one of the best sharpshooters in the league, just got traded to the Cavs, yeah. uh, punched their ticket to the Eastern Conference Finals again. They were going to the Eastern Conference Finals anyway. Maybe not. Like, who's going to beat them? Oh, maybe somebody might have a shot Nobody at them. Maybe the Raptors them. knock them off, maybe. No, Toronto? wrong. Ugh. Try again. The Bulls? No. The Bucks? No. Jason Kidd's Bucks, though. No. Damn it. No. Look. Corver. Why did they give up on him, but they won't they give up, up on Stouts? They gave up on him because he was blocking Dad Young. Dad, and, and Dad Young was all right. Another another horse's ass draft pick. Oh, no. 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 What I did he agree. ever do for us? He made I a mean, couple foul shots when they upset the Bulls. In that eight eight over one playoff series when Derrick Rose tore his ACL, I don't know. All right, my man Nelson. Okay, and, and, and shout out to everyone. We got a few more people watching us on Facebook Live. We should have more than we people. Did. Yeah. Look, tell your friends. Best in the world sports report. Anniversary is on. show, two year anniversary show. Yes, that that that's what we're doing, right? Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Why wouldn't you want to watch a two year anniversary show? Exactly. I'm back in the man cave. It first time in months. Exactly. Good to be back. Spread the word. Damn my boss for changing my schedule, but yeah. I do have Sundays off now so I can enjoy football, so that's nice. Yeah, a lot of good that's going to do you now. Football season is <sighs> about over. Well, now it's and you got no Eagles. That's Well, I know, but now it's got to go play. Uh... Anyway, we'll die. go ahead. Back to the Sixers. Back to the Sixers. Back to Thad Young and Stauskas and that. Well, and, look, and, all, all and I'm and saying, oh, look, they're, they're trying to fill out this, this, this roster. And what you're seeing is some of these guys that we had written off as just complete bums – Maybe they have a chance to be quality role players. They'll, they'll never be sure. Star. Like, look, I'm not. No one expects Robert Covington to be a star on this team. He was an undrafted pick who most people figure would sit at the at the at the very least. He thinks he's a star on this team. That's the problem. You think so? He made that game winning layup at the buzzer the other night, and he said, "I'm a versatile." Dynamic player. This is the role I was built for. No, it's not. What, what did you want him to say? I got yeah. lucky. <laughs> I caught it and it went in. All right, all right. this is what we're going to real quick. We'll do a little role play. Okay. All right. I, I am the I am the post game reporter. And I'm Roko. You, you are Robert Covington. Oh my god. All right, here we go. You ready? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and wait, this is what he should have said or yeah. what he did. Yeah, say? this is what he should have said. Okay. Okay. Here we go. All right. Thank you, Mark. We are here with Robert Covington. Robert, you just hit the game-winning shot. What are your thoughts on what you did today? I love me some me. That's that's T. That that's you, you channeling T.O. I deserve the ball because I'm Robert Covington. I'm a dynamic, versatile player. But what I should be saying is looking in the mirror and. I should be a fourth scoring, maybe fifth scoring option on this team. So making that game winning layup, gotta say, coach actually drew something positive up. I was in the right spot. And sometimes good things happen to people that wait for good things to happen. Thanks, thanks, Billy. Uh, all right. Um, Robert Covington thanks, hitting Steve. the game game winning shot. Let's send it back up to Mark and Allah Abdul Nabi. In the booth. Allah Abdul Nabi. That's wow. Gotta say that on a nightly basis. Yes. Poor Mark. It's all good. Hey, look, man. Best in the world sports report. We are live on the air. Well, not live on the air. We're We're live on Facebook Live. Live on Facebook Live. Hey, we might do this more often if if uh Vince was around. Sorry. 
I'm around for the two-year anniversary show. Hey, you wanted we... me to remind you about the strip club stories. Okay, yeah, yeah. We yeah. gotta get in. Let's get let's, into let's it. Let's get in. Let's we get into that real quick. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into that real quick, and then we'll take a break. All right. So apparently, uh, Sixers strip club stories. Not, yeah, not, yeah, not, not any of our strip club stories because that doesn't happen. I'm, We're good Christian boys. Dude, my wife is upstairs. Exactly. I ain't, think I'm gonna be on here and some. Facebook Live talk about strip club stories. No, get sir. put out miles. Nope. Well, anyway, I had I had the hottest podcast from the homeless shelter. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so Nelson, uh, Nelson. They, see, I'm looking at Facebook Live. My man Nelson was talking, but Nerlens, Nerlens, Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. and Embiid at the strip club. They take a picture with Meek Mills. Oh, okay. At the strip club, so. Uh, apparently a some stripper, porn star, or whatever, uh, reposts the picture and says a pick full of L's. Oh no! Meaning the Sixers losers and, 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 and Meek Mills. Mills. Yeah. yeah. So Joel and B, being the champion of social media, You're then ch- comments on her. He comments on her page. Oh, her no. L's. Coming from a girl who takes miles of D. <laughs> oh my! Well played, sir. Yes. Well played. Yes. That's Joel Embiid coming, winning. Coming winning from the a girl end. who's scrapping for singles <laughs> off the floor. Yes. That's so, so fantastic. There, there, there. You, there. Joel you have Embiid it. has now climbed from here <laughs> to here on my for my love of him. Yes. That is awesome. So there, there you have that. So let's take a break. Miles. Of D. D. Yes. (laughs) So let's take a break real quick, and we'll come back, and we'll finally talk a little bit of Eagles on the best in the world sports report. My name is John Brown. This is Vince Bellotti back in the studio for the two-year anniversary of Best in the World. All right, we'll be right back. Once again, hit us up. Tell us what you think of today's show. We are at at BITW Sports Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Real quick, you can hear us on the podcast soundcloud.com slash bitw sports or you can hear us on the radio on phillygoflow.com every saturday morning at 8 we we follow early morning 80s and we're right before uh the the jamaican reggae show perfect so once again that's us sandwiched (laughs) in between Jerry Curls and Dreadlocks. You got your Jerry Curls, you got your Dreadlocks, and then in the middle, you got the best in the world. That is us, the best in the world sports report. John Brown, Vince Villani, we will be right back. It's me, your heart. High blood pressure is serious, and I can quit whenever I want. Just treat me better. After all, we're in this together. To get your high blood pressure to a healthy range, visit heart.org slash blood pressure. A message from the American Heart Association and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Best in the World Sports Report. I am Vince Villani, back in the man cave, sitting alongside the best in the world, and his name is John Brown. What's going on, my friend? It is our two-year anniversary show. It is great to be back. Two years in the books. Great to be back. I assume you had a wonderful holiday season with the family. I did. I did. We've been sitting here uh, fiddling with uh, social media while we've been doing this. So we've done Instagram Live. 
uh, we've done Facebook Live. Facebook Live. I think Twitter has live too. Oh my goodness! Want to try that? Let's see. I mean, we can. I, while you know, while 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 you fire that up, okay. I can I can talk about the breaking news that we had from the Eagles today on the coaching front. One of the coaches was let go. Yeah. Um, good luck in your future endeavors, as Vince McMahon would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg Lewis, wide receivers coach. The last Eagle quarterback. To catch a touchdown. Last legal receiver to catch legal, a, rece- yeah, yeah, a touchdown yeah. in the Super Bowl. I knew where you were going yeah. with that. Greg Lewis let go by Doug Peterson and and Howie Roseman. Um, he gone. So basically, the worst receiving core in the NFL and the fall guy is Greg Lewis. That's kind of interesting. Where do they go from here? Uh, boy, I'll tell you where I'd like to see them go from here, but they won't. Terrell Owens, um, as, as a, a as a receiver as, coach? or a receiver, either way, it's going to be an upgrade. Dude's like forty five years old. He's still better than what they have now. That, now that is true, but I'm yeah. not. Uh, but come on, dude. So I mean, dude's old. Greg Lewis being the fall guy, uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess you have to do that, but I'm not. I'm not really. I don't know. I'm not really a fan of. Letting a coach that really doesn't have much pull. I mean, what was he coaching? Was he coaching at all? They had coaching how not to drop a ball. I mean, they had plenty of drops. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome to, is that Twitter Live? Yeah, this is Twitter Live, man. Wow. Welcome. Welcome to the Best in the World Sports Report, those man. of you now watching, watching us on Twitter, on Twitter Live. Hey, man, whatever. We'll, we'll give this a try. I've never done Twitter Live. Me neither. Give me your thoughts on Greg Lewis, though, get, being let go today by the Eagles. Um, I Honestly, I... I thought that he would be a better choice. I thought, but I thought he would be a better choice. But you can't knock what what has happened. I think a lot of you know when you're sitting when you're the receivers coach of a a core of receivers who can't catch the ball, and when you look at why they can't catch the ball, a lot of it it is mechanics. You'll sit there and you'll watch. Uh, You'll watch these Eagles receivers, and they're catching a ball against their body. They got poor, you know, it, it's poor mechanics. Yeah. Now, is that him? And it, I think that's him. Okay. You got to, I mean, you got to blame somebody. There had to be a fall guy, and unfortunately, it was him. Yeah. Now, I didn't even, I, know, they I, had, I didn't even know they had a receivers coach. Yeah. Do they, do they what was the game? Uh, they have what, a coach for every position on the yeah. team? What was, uh, what was the, which game was it? Where Nelson Aguilar lined up offsides, and it, they talked about it incessantly because it cost him a touchdown. It, co- didn't it, it cost him a touch. It cost him a touchdown. But you see Greg Lewis on the sideline. I think uh, Aguilar lined up off the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And Nelson Aguilar is sitting there screaming to him, pleading like almost pleading with him, take a step forward, take a step forward, take a step forward. And he didn't do it. That was pretty much. That, I mean, that pretty much that that, that was it. Yeah, that's what that's that summed up the career well, of and one they did, Greg they, Lewis. They, and they did have the you know they did have the worst receiving core in the NFL. Uh, it's it's just a matter of they got to find pieces now. I mean, we discussed last week some of the big receivers coming out of the draft. The two guys that you and I both like, Mike Williams from Clemson, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Davis from yeah. Western Michigan. Yeah. If they could get either of those, I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, hey, they used a first-round pick two years ago on Nelson Aguilar. 
a lot of people thought they should have went O line. They went with a skill position player, and it burned them. I guess the thing about the thing about Nelson Aguilar was, I mean, yes, they got it wrong, but I I felt like although there were people familiar with Nelson Aguilar, there wasn't a lot of buzz for Nelson Aguilar. Like people people thought that was a good pick. There weren't people saying, hey, they reached. Yeah, this was a stretch. They said, you know, they – I think one of the biggest things people said about Nelson Aguilar when they drafted him was he had the best hands in the draft, which might have been true because he has probably the worst hands <laughs> in the NFL. Well, um, there's a guy on the Ravens, Brett Brashad Perriman, Brett mm-hmm. Perriman's son, former Lion receiver. You yeah. remember the Barry Sanders days. Okay. He was also highly touted coming out of – Central Florida, mm-hmm. speed, com- big size, great yeah. hands. Yeah. He can't catch a cold with the Ravens. He was a first-round pick, missed his first two seasons mm-hmm. due to knee injuries. This is his third year, and he stinks. And he stinks. So he stinks, can't too. Catch the ball. So, I mean, I don't know what it is about these guys that are drafted in the first round coming out of these schools, mm-hmm. but it seems to me like Mike Williams is can't miss. Okay. And Davis from Western Michigan is can't miss. You hope. I mean, just looking at them. I mean, they're they're physical specimens, but they're they're more like Kelvin Benjamin type receivers. Like mm-hmm. Kelvin Benjamin coming out of Florida State was can't miss. Can't miss. And no, he's you're right. he's you're a superstar. Right. Mm-hmm. Mike Evans coming out of Texas A and M after playing with Johnny Football couldn't miss. Mike Evans is unbelievably good. Oh yeah, he's. Oh, a I'd love to have Mike Evans. I'd love to have Mike Evans, but you know at we this don't. Point, at this point, I'd love to have Florida Evans <laughs> over some of these guys that we got right now. Yeah, it's it, or Bob Evans. Bob Evans. Yeah, yeah, some potatoes here in the man cave. But in in the end, there when it came time to get rid of Greg Lewis, there needed to be a fall guy. Yeah, there had to be a oh. fall guy, and it was him. I you know this team, and and I cannot stress this enough. This is a make or break draft for Howie Roseman. Yeah. And I need the top of this the top of this draft has to be can't miss. You need your your first and your second. And I can and I don't care if I say this seven times a show every week up until the draft, up until the start of next season. But your first and your second round draft picks need to start. Yeah. No projects. I don't want to see projects. They have to be immediate impact players. I agree. Now, with their first round pick, if one of the, if those if both of those receivers are off the board by that time, do you think they need to go defensive back? I think what, they, because, they have so many holes that you know. You, as long as you know, as long as they're not reaching for somebody, mm-hmm. they can't go wrong. Like if they if you end up going defensive back in the first round i you know uh, a, a starting uh cornerback i wouldn't mind because uh, I, I know for a fact that three of the top corners in the entire country are all coming out of the florida gators program mm-hmm. and they're all coming out early i like all three of those guys mm-hmm. they they i've watched a little bit of florida gators football this year and their defense was definitely the strong part of the team mm-hmm. offensively they couldn't score points um but defensively I mean, defensive line, linebackers, they were deep at every position on defense. They can't, you know. The, and the this, SEC is known for producing very good corners. This is this team has so many holes. Oh, they need O-line, too. They, they need an O-line. They need, they need depth, but they need – but at that top of the draft, they need starters. They need a running back, maybe. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. 
They do. Exactly. exactly. Dal- Dalvin Cook would be. Dalvin Cook. I would love that. <sighs> I love that kid. Mm-hmm. That kid is unreal. So let me ask you this, though. All right. Dalvin Cook, uh, Christian McCaffrey, uh, and Fournette. Who am rank, I taking? One, two, and three. Rank those. Rank those. Uh, those three guys. One, two, and three. One, two, and three. Mm-hmm. I'm going Dalvin Cook one, Fournette two, McCaffrey three. Full real or full fake, Christian McCaffrey? I think he's. I think he's full real, mm-hmm. but he's not going to be an every down running back. I don't think he's going to be the player how Stanford used him. He's not going to get 20 touches a game. I think he's going to be more like a Randall Cobb. Okay. I, I really think that he's going to be a receiver, and I think he's going to be a punt run kick returner, and I think he's going to be a receiver that is like a slot receiver that's used two or three times a game out of the backfield or on an end around. I don't think he's going to be 20 to 25 touches a game that Stanford used mm-hmm. him as. I, I do like McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. But Fournette and more specifically Cook are every down running backs, NFL caliber, ready to go now. The only reason I like Cook over Fournette, he's more explosive and he's not as injury prone. Fournette Fournette, was hurt his whole season this year and sat out the bowl game, which I don't have a problem with. You're about to make you're about to make millions of dollars. You're protecting you're an investment for these teams. You're protecting the investment. Exactly. But I like the fact that Dalvin Cook said, I'm playing in the Orange Bowl against Michigan. No doubt about it. Whether I get hurt or not, I'm playing, and I'm going to succeed. And, and he, he, he ran all over. What, uh, what bowl was LSU in? I can't even LSU was um, the co- – no. They See, were the – oh, no. They were the, uh, the out, um, Citrus Bowl? Citrus Bowl. Uh, they well, won the Citrus Bowl. They beat. Um, see, here's the problem. Texas. Here, here, here's the problem. No. With the, you know, Orange Bowl. Yeah, I, I, I would Bowl, play. The, 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 yeah, exactly. But it was part of the New Year's Six. It was. Yeah. Because some of these bowls that 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 that, that yeah, guys I mean, are playing in, who cares? Yeah. Look, I, I, I look. If you if you don't want to be in the Go Daddy Bowl, yeah, I don't mind. You know, and and, and somebody raised uh, brought up a pretty good analogy where they talk about how they uh talked about how the pros play their their exhibition games in the beginning of the season and for the most part college plays their exhibition games at the end of the the season and sitting out an exhibition game isn't a big deal well you're rolling the dice look what dalvin cook said and i'm gonna play in this game regardless of whether i get injured and it hurts my nfl draft stock or not but then look at the other side of the field michigan in the Orange Bowl, had one of the top tight ends on the board. His name's Jake Butt, mm. B-U-T-T. Yeah, oh, it's funny. Yeah. Ha ha. He he. Yeah. One of the top tight ends in the country tore his ACL in the fourth quarter of the Orange Bowl. Mm. And now, not only is his draft stock, he might not even get drafted because of the injury. He might have to be signed, undrafted free agent, and he'll probably miss the first half of the season. I mean, that's going to cost him potentially millions of dollars by playing in that game it's not like michigan was in the running for a national championship you know but he did what he thought was right and i happen to agree with it i'm glad he played but it sucks for him it's gonna cost him millions of dollars now like you said some of these small bowl games my maryland terrapins were in the auto care bowl against boston college in detroit michigan the afternoon after christmas day december 26th now you have two teams from the northeast Traveling to Detroit the day after Christmas, there were approximately 3,000 people in attendance at Ford Field, which holds 75,000 people. 3, 
3,000 people. That's what it looked like to me on TV. Yeah. There is a simple formula to get these smaller bowl games crowd, like to pack the stadium. Mm-hmm. Put local teams in it. Yeah. There's a, a, a bowl game that's played in New Orleans every year right before like Christmas. Okay. And the Superdome is sold out because they put the Ragin' Cajuns of Louisiana Lafayette, mm-hmm. a team based in basically near New Orleans, and they always put a team based in that like Alabama, mm-hmm. um, uh, like Florida, Georgia area yeah. against them. Put local teams in these smaller bowl games, and you'll fill the seats, and it'll almost, be fun. You almost need you almost need to take an old school wrestling approach to yeah, bowl games, like the territories. And become, yeah, become territorial in these things. I have no problem with that, but like having teams from the Northeast play in Detroit the day after Christmas is a recipe for disaster. Like, having like two, what did you think of what what did you think of Temple versus Wake Forest in the. Uh, in the was Armed the, Forces uh, Bowl? Yeah, military that, bowl. Yeah, and military bowl. That was in Annapolis. Yeah. I mean, that that is a trip that both fan bases could Can potentially make. Yeah. make. It's it's you know, for Temple it was two and a half to three hours away. For Wake Forest, about four hours away. I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. But like to me, it makes more sense to put Temple in a game like the pinstripe bowl. It's okay. an hour and a half away, Yankee Stadium. Philly. Yeah, move them up to Philly. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like put it put it put it there. Um, you know, Maryland one year did play in the Arm Armed Forces Bowl in in Annapolis and the place was jam packed because it's a 30 minute drive for most people. Okay. You know, uh, the Sun Bowl, you know, it's in it's in Arizona or wherever it is. You know, mm-hmm. put teams from Arizona in it and mm-hmm. sell it out. Um, you know, I just, it doesn't make any sense to me how some of these you know, some of these programs the I remember the one pinstripe bowl it was Boston College against Penn State. Yeah, Yankee yeah. Stadium was, was sold packed. out. Yeah. But that this was year, a, but that was also the very first one, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. But it was it but was still. a perfect storm. Mm-hmm. It, you know, why not do that with all these smaller bowl games? It just makes sense. Although although I know, this is this is a stretch and pretty sure you, you never read uh uh William C. Roden's book, Forty Million Dollars Slaves, as you have you? No. But they no. well point is what he talked about was at the beginning of this uh every college football season for years in the 70s grambling played morgan state okay and yankees in the old yankee stadium oh wow yeah i didn't in know fact, that I, that's cool remi- remind me when, when this show is over I, i'm pretty sure i have pictures of uh my mom my mom went because you know my mom went to morgan right so she has pictures of it and it was like really old stuff because like the wide receivers were in three point stances, or whatever. Oh wow! But, yeah, yeah, but still, but but it was it was still, it was it was still you know two, it was a college game they played at the beginning of the season every year, Grambling okay. versus Morgan. Uh, but still, to your point, I you know being local, sure. you know, and being in Yankee Stadium, being territorial. Now, one thing I I did like about this season, and I think they they're starting to finally get away from it, but I feel like. Once New Year's rolls around, all those all those little clown bowls are done. Are done. Right. I hate. I I absolutely hate it. You know all those all those other bowl games being played after New Year's. To yeah. me, once New, once New Year's, you get your New Year's six and you get your uh, final your, four. your final four of your national championship. The, it, it, those, those are the bowls that matter. I agree. You know, all, all the little website bowls. I, I, you know, I don't. The I don't Bahamas care about, Bowl. The Bahamas. The Hawaii Bowl, bowl which yeah. is a 
Christmas Eve tradition. Yeah, but still, they need to be done by New Year. You know, by yeah. New Year by December thirtieth. Yes, even at the twenty ninth. At at this point now, with after the national champ now after the national championship game has been set. Once we knew it was going to be Clemson yeah. and Alabama, there did not need to be any more bowl right. games. Right, because I remember a couple of years ago, like we'd, like ha- the, we'd have the like, beef, the like the Orange Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Rose Bowl, and then the RNL Carriers Bowl, the would, Beef O'Brady Bowl. Yeah, from Tamp from St. Pete and Tampa. What's crazy is now, I like what I would do, end up doing, you know, because uh, I know you're not on Facebook, but Facebook, what it does is they'll give you a rundown of everything you said on that day. Dating back to when you joined Facebook, uh-huh. so like I, I I check that out pretty much every day, <laughs> and like over this last week, I bet that I'm could sit- be pretty entertaining. It is entertaining <laughs> because for years now, dating you like for since I since I joined Facebook over this last week has been posts of me complaining about bowl games after New Year. <laughs> it's like why am I watching the Goodyear Tires Bowl? Why am yeah. I watching the Taco Bell Bowl? <laughs> why am I watching, you know, why is this bowl on why is the Melon Bank Bowl on my television? <laughs> you know, it's just like I, I hate it. it, 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 it I, why is the Parks Casino Bowl exactly. on ESPN the Ocho? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're sitting here watching a bowl game, watching these two teams play before it what represents pretty much their families at yeah uh, you know at, well that's that's what was so upsetting for me as a Maryland fan yeah. I looked forward to the, the I had off the day after Christmas now granted I was driving my you know back from Pittsburgh where I was visiting family but yeah no doubt but like I w- actually was looking forward to watching the second half of Maryland's bowl game and then I tune in and it's it's literally four thousand people. Maybe two in each side of the field. The whole upper deck is tarped off. The band is there. That's all you hear. And it's parents of players and maybe some alumni who got free tickets. Because in the end, we're in the end. You're still you're still talking. You're still talking college students. Yeah, I mean, you're still talking college students. So if you're a college, you know, the day after Christmas, people aren't going to travel on a long flight to go watch a game of two six and six teams. And, that's why it's got to be local. And, and and I understand from where I'm speaking, because I went to a small school. We never went to a bowl game. We didn't, we didn't have any, you know, no, things like that but were just not there for us. you've been to the NCAA tournament for basketball. Yeah. And, like, would you or would you not? Let's say Morgan wins the MEAC this year. They're the 16 seed, and they face the number one seed here in Philly. Oh, I'm I'm there. You're there. I'm there. You're there to support your yes, school because yes, it's local there, yes. and you have the opportunity to go. Yeah. That's my point. It works mm-hmm. for basketball too. The NCAA tournament has figured it out for the women's bracket mm-hmm. because like they'll put the big draws in their on their home courts. Mm-hmm. Like UConn plays at the Hartford Civic Center mm-hmm. or whatever it's yeah. called, XL Center. Maryland plays at the Xfinity Center. Duke plays at Greensboro Coliseum. Yes, like no doubt. That makes sense. Why doesn't college football do that for bowl games? That to me, it's just it's ridiculous. While we're on the topic of college bowl games, did you watch the Rose Bowl? Yes. What'd you think? I thought it was the best Rose Bowl game, most yeah. entertaining Rose Bowl game ever, except yeah. for the Vince Young beating the Matt Leiner, Reggie Bush, yeah. USC team. That was the best I, I, football I, I game I've ever you, seen. I, I will tell you like this. I would have thought, I would have agreed with you that it was the best Rose Bowl game ever had Penn State won. Instead, 
I have a hole in my heart. Me too. Oh, it was hard and to watch. I, I, I need to be honest with our listeners. I am the reason why Penn State lost. Why? Ha- what? Yes. What? Why? I I caused Penn State to lose. What'd you do? You mushed them. No, I I I jinxed them. It was me. With about nine and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter, when they were up by two when, touchdowns. When they were up by two touchdowns. Yeah. I go into my old my go into my youngest son Peyton's room, who is now thirteen. And I ask him, are you going to wear your Penn State sweatshirt to school tomorrow? He says, Dad, I don't know if it's clean. I said, let me look. And I went into his closet, and I got the, I got the sweatshirt out. Even picked out some pants that went with him. So there's my son, 13 years old. Long, you know, long been dressing himself. But there, here's me laying out an outfit for him so he can... Where represent. all the, he, so he can, can represent Penn State. Penn State. Yeah. And as soon as I finished that and walked back into my room, that's when they threw that big 62-yard pass along the sideline. Yeah. That I still, although, although yes, I, I know what they ruled. I know what the footage says, but my, my heart still tells me he stepped out of bounds. But... For me, the, from, the, from, the story from right there. I mean, so you, so okay, so you jumped the gun. I jumped anticipated the gun, a win, and they they didn't win, and it's my fault. I should have waited to the end of the game, and not said anything. Now I did say to my son as I'm leaving his room, I said, you know, if Penn State then loses, don't wear any of that. <laughs> all right, just put it all back in your closet. But if they win, that's what you're wearing to school tomorrow. All right. Well, you know, for me. It was it was just so exciting to watch back and forth. Yeah, it was a great game. Um, but, but Penn State lost. Penn State's quarterback was bitten in the tush by what got him to the dance in the first place. Trace McSorley, all season long, would just throw it up there and count on his big physical receivers to make a play. And it worked in the third quarter. But then in the fourth quarter, they had him figured out, and yeah. he would chuck it up, and he got picked twice. Now... Sam Darnold, USC's quarterback, that kid is going to be a star. Oh, yeah. That kid picked them apart. 12-yard pass by 20-yard pass by 15-yard pass. Penn State lived and died by the home run. They scored 49 points by the home run, but then they died by it at the end, whereas USC ran a pro-style offense and just, they looked. Picked them apart. They're going to be the number two team in the country next year, and he'll be the top quarterback talked about. I think he's actually the front runner for the Heisman Trophy next year, barring so. injury. That kid is the real deal, and he's only 19 years old. So, so let me ask you this: He made McSorley look like dog poo. So he did. Me, so let me ask you this: As much as I hate to say it, what? As, 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 can you be as much of a prognosticator as possible? If you're the Cleveland Browns, oh God, at the top of this draft, and you need a quarterback as bad as you need one. But you still have RG three in in tow. Do you ride this out another season to try to get Darnold to get, get Darnold next year? I mean, it's the Browns. They do yeah. Browns things. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. Uh, this kid's the real deal. Uh, now, barring injury, that's always the that's always the the elephant in the room. Is can the kids stay healthy? I hope so. You know, it's it's uh. He just looked great. I mean, I I did not watch a lot of USC football this year, 
And I did not. I watched actually their first couple games when they got beat fifty-two to six by Alabama, and then yeah. lost again to Utah. Yeah. That was the game they brought made Darnold the starter was after the Utah game, and it was they they never lost a game the rest of the year. That kid's a real deal. Yeah. He's gonna be a star. But Penn State should have won that game. Penn State where was the won. Where was the tight end? They threw to Gesicki one time for a touchdown. No 10-yard – what happened to like – how about like a – instead of throwing it deep every play, how about like a 10-yard crossing pattern or a quick slant? That I don't understand. I don't understand why it was either a, ho- a deep ball or a handoff to uh, Saquon Barkley, who is from Allentown, by the way. That kid's going to be a legit oh, yeah. tough and he's pro, coming, too. And he's coming back next year. Yeah, he's a sophomore. He's got one more year before he could declare. Mm-hmm. He could leave after this coming year, but he's a sophomore, a true 19-year-old going to be he's going to be a good NFL running back again if he stays healthy he's going to be a really good NFL running back from Whitehall High School in Allentown now is that where you went no but I played Whitehall High School in he they were one of our rivals in high school okay. yeah yeah I, I was born and raised and still live in Bethlehem Allentown five minutes away right next yeah. door yeah, no he doubt. went to Whitehall High School in Allentown no doubt no doubt yeah. no doubt and that's 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 football man that's what's going on it's been a, it was a good good season good mm-hmm. to talk with you about football uh been a fun two-year anniversary show i know we have about a couple minutes left maybe five ten minutes left mm-hmm. should we go there should we should well, we you know what i think we should i think we should we got yeah i think we should talk some wrestling before All we get right, out of man, here we got a co- uh, old time's sake the royal rumble is is it sunday no no it's, it's the, a week it's, from sunday it's it's two, two weeks, weeks from, from this sunday. coming sunday it's always the week that has no nfl playoffs okay um yeah i believe it's the 28th um, 28th, something yeah. like that. Yeah, okay. or 29th, 29th. Uh, so you got now on the now you always know the main event will always be the Royal Rumble for sure. But as you it got should be AJ Styles and John Cena, which will be a phenomenal match. Yes. Pardon the pun. Yes, and not just because AJ Styles carried John Cena through the match. Styles is the wrestler of the year. Yeah, if you're giving out awards, which I know they're not doing Slammy Awards anymore. But 2016 superstar slash wrestler of the year, 100% AJ, AJ Styles. Styles yeah. Every match he was in was fantastic, and he he just made everyone he fought look so much better. Yeah. He was great. Uh, other match you have Kevin Owens, the Universal Champ, against your boy Roman Reigns, the uh, U.S. Champ. Yeah. I say your boy because I think you do like him. I do like Roman but Reigns. No one else on this planet does. See, th- and that's why I like him. Okay. I, it, it, that, that's why I like him, and that's why I like John Cena. Now, I think now, people, I think people are, are starting now that he is not in the spotlight as much. I like Cena. I'm I I hated Cena three years ago. He's ever since he started the U.S. Open Challenge uh-huh. for the U.S. title. Yes, I gained a new respect for him. I think Cena's the man. I like yes. Cena a lot. I'm back on the uh, Cena bandwagon. See, I never left the Cena bandwagon. I know you didn't. Yeah, but I, I've I did. always been. You know, I'm, I'm. You know me. I'm at the events cheering with the kids. Yep, I know. You know all the little, all the little marks and all those little I, internet geeks. I like can, what he does on Cena. outside I, the ring too, and that's why I like him. Okay. He's what a face of a company should be. All right. Yeah, but not Reigns. Not a fan. Sorry. Sorry, Roman Reigns is the greatest. Uh, yeah, but Owens. I like I like Kevin Owens in that match. I think he retains. And I like John Cena. I think John Cena wins the title for a record-tying 16th time. He mm-hmm. ties Ric Flair. And I think The Undertaker wins the Royal Rumble. And it'll be Cena versus The Undertaker for the title at, at WrestleMania. WrestleMania. So you finally get Cena versus The Undertaker. And it'll be Undertaker's last match, and he'll do the job. 
That's wow. my prediction. Cena finally beats the only guy he's never beaten. And then he'd be considered the, the greatest, greatest of all, of all time, time, even okay. though, in my opinion, that don't, look, he's on, not. But, uh, you know, it, it, but, but, but honestly, I feel like, you know, a, as you're moving forward, you're now looking at the next generation having who they sure. could call, the, the, you know, the greatest. It could be AJ Styles. It could be Kevin Owens. could be Roman Reigns. It could be Seth Rollins. It could, you know, that that guy is in hand. That guy is in I can't tow. argue with Rollins. But the but the fact, I think, you know, even though, even though Owens and Rollins were both originally uh, ROH guys, yeah. I think Rollins has been in tow in in the WWE long enough where people consider him a WWE. Now, hardcore Ring of Honor fans will be like, oh, oh, he's oh, our oh. Guy. yeah, he's our guy. Yeah. And, and, and and rightfully so. Like they'd say with Cesaro, too. Our yeah. Ring of Honor people are like, that's our guy. Yeah. Owens, that's our guy. Oh, yeah. Now, Daniel now, Bryan, that's, that's our, our guy. guy. Yeah. But it, now, now here, here's the thing. Now, I, I will all, I, I say that like, Firmly with Kevin Owens because I was working in ROH yeah. when 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 he was Kevin Steen and he you know, was still the man then yeah and he was the man then yeah, yeah. I, I I remember his I remember I worked his first TV taping after he beat Davey Richardson for the championship nice. it was cool I wanted to get a picture with him but I was scared that was that I was I was afraid to ask because. I didn't know if it was frowned upon yeah. or or if if that was right, but I thought it was so cool. And, and he was, and I remember after the show, after we had broken down the set and everyone was getting ready to go, Steen's out in the parking lot just taking pictures with people. And I wanted to ask him, but I didn't, and right. I I regret it now. But nonetheless, when 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 people talk about those, he's an ROH guy. I oh, Kevin Owens, sure. he was there when I was there. Yeah, you know so. Well, here's a couple but, predictions for this 2017 year going forward. Okay. Oh, you never gave your predictions on Owens and, and, uh, oh, and I, oh, uh, Reigns. If, okay, well, here's the other side of that. If they decide not to have the Undertaker win the Rumble, which, again, that would be a long shot. Um, I like Owens to retain, and a surprise entrant number 30, one Finn Balor returns and wins the Royal Rumble. Therefore, the guy who won the Universal title but had to give it up the next night because he had the same injury I had in the shoulder. Facing Kevin Owens, renew. not only are you renewing one of the best rivalries from the independents, you're renewing their year-long rivalry from NXT, NXT, and it's for the Universal title, which Owens has held now for six months leading up to WrestleMania, and Balor truly never lost the belt. He had to give it up. That would be a lot of fun at WrestleMania, and I could see that not as the headliner match, but as one of, call it, four main event matches. Because the way WrestleMania is shaping up, it's going to be Brock Lesnar against Goldberg. That's a given. They'll probably eliminate each other in the Royal Rumble, which is stupid, but whatever. Triple H against Seth Rollins is going to be one of the four main event matches. Cena will have some type of main event match, probably against Undertaker, maybe against someone else like a Styles caliber. And then I think Owens gets is still the universal yeah. champ going in, and he'll drop the title to some type of babyface at WrestleMania, whether that babyface is a healthy uh, Finn Balor or whether it is they continue the Roman Reigns feud, and it is a Roman Reigns. Interesting note, they said perhaps Chris Jericho... He has so much momentum with this list of Jericho, which yeah. I think is hilarious. Yeah. You just made the list. Uh, Jericho could turn babyface and take on Owens for the Universal Title. 
I actually don't think that would be such a good idea. No, I, I think I think that's too predictable. Yeah, I think I th- it, it would like, be more we, fun if it would be Owens against Balor. Yeah. It would be more fun. I, I think it, the the whole the whole Owens Jericho thing. I don't want them to do it at Russell. I don't want them to do it at any of these at these upcoming pay per views because it's so predictable. Because you've been because honestly, if you're watching that, you've been thinking that. Yeah, that it's only a like, matter of time yeah, until he turns. Yeah, this is going. Somebody's going to turn on the other. Do it at like backlash in yeah, the summer when it's boring. Yeah, Don't do yeah. it now. Yeah, I agree. agree. Now NXT call ups, because I I, I I think there's going to be one in particular I, who's going to debut at the I, Royal Rumble. I am not interested in any NXT call ups until Samoa Joe is on the main roster. And Royal Rumble is the place it's going to happen. You to heard me, it here. To me, I have wanted a whether I want Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, and it, that's I, what I want. I think Samoa Joe debuts at the Rumble, and I think he's put on the main roster immediately. But I'm reading he might go to SmackDown, and Owens will stay on Raw. Yeah, no, I would love to see Samoa Joe on Raw to tangle with guys like Sami Zayn, mm-hmm. Kevin Owens, guys like Rollins. I mean, that would be yeah. a lot of fun to yeah. watch. Shinsuke Nakamura. Is the current NXT champion? I actually think he stays in NXT for like another year because yeah. they need somebody to carry that yeah. brand. Agreed. They depleted the NXT roster so severely when they split the brands. You need to keep guys like Bobby Roode and Austin Aries and Nakamura. Yeah, keep all those keep all those TNA guys down there. But I want to get your <laughs> yeah, I want to get your thoughts though. Like they called up American Alpha, the tag team. Okay, whatever. But the revival. Those guys were, I think, the best tag team on any roster, anywhere. They made, their feud with American Alpha was fantastic. Their feud with Enzo and Cass was fantastic. Both tag teams were promoted to the main roster following their feud with the Revival. Now they're in the middle of this feud with DIY, Gargano and Champa, who are fantastic. And oh, I, I uh, think the T- revival... Tom- Tommaso Ciampa was another guy who was in ROH when I was working there. The yep. psycho killer. He's yeah. he's unreal too. Yeah. I think that the that the revival is going to be brought up to the main roster in time for WrestleMania because they're they're phenomenal. Yeah. I just don't. Here's the thing: they've been so hit or miss with bringing up these NXT tag teams. Yeah. Well, because yeah, you know the Vaude villains, the Vaude the villains, and, yeah. Failed both of them. Horribly failed. Exactly. And so I, feel, I, the, I don't want them to fail with the revival. You could even argue that the Lucha Dragons was a failed. failure. Yeah, okay. I mean, on their own, Kalisto is what he is, but as a tag team, they never got a push. And this Kalisto, uh, Dolph Ziggler, Ziggler thing is stupid. Oh, yeah. Well, it's I like dumb. that Ziggler's a heel. Give him a purpose. Yeah, I, again. yeah, I like that. But if I, you're not going to put a title on him as a baby face, yeah. give him a purpose as a heel. Yeah. Guy I was impressed with in 2016, looking back, The Miz. It, recreated his entire no, persona, his character. The, people sleep on Miz. I've I always liked Miz. Uh, same here. G- g- give me dap on that yeah. one. I've always been I Miz always thought Miz was one of the top heels, but they just didn't. He wasn't, like, believable in the ring. Now he is. Daniel Bryan's comments lit a fire under him. Yeah. He's excellent yeah. in the ring. He I, sells. I, I don't he's think believable. He, I never thought, like, here's the problem. I, I he never really resonated with you know your 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 marks or your your yeah. internet fans, but when you look at his body of work, he's a great. Heel. It's like he's a great heel, and he's not a bad wrestler. No, and he's not a bad. It's like you you'll sit there and because I I've debated 
with uh, I, I've debated debated with wrestling fans for years over the Miz because I was the one like I, I was like Michael. Remember when Michael Cole was like the heel announcer for yeah, Miz? That was fun. Yeah, that that was fun. And but I was but I've been debating people on the Miz since way back then. And people was like, "Oh man, he's so, so all right." Let's look at this match. Where's the problem? Yeah, like show me sloppiness from him. Show me recklessness from him. And That's a great match. Here's a guy who's selling, a guy who will show you, you. He gives you everything you want in a big match. You know, big spots, things you don't see on a week-to-week basis. And Ten-year ten yeah. career, he's never been injured. No. And he's there every week competing. And he's never had a major injury. Yeah, he's had like a, a, you know, a broken nose here or there or whatever. Yeah. But he's never like, you know, knock on wood, but he's been... Healthy. He's a guy you can count on, and he gets a reaction out of the fans. As he's a great heel, um, I think he's a better heel than you know a guy like Ziggler's gonna be. He's not. He's, he's the master of go home heat. Yeah. You know when you when you look at the type of heat that he draws, and it's like it's yeah you know what it is people who are tired of seeing him sure. and sick of seeing him. But they still, you know, yeah. but he, he's mastered it in a way like no other, pe- you know, he's mastered it in a way that doesn't really generate disinterest. Well, I thought Miz had a great 2016 and going forward in 2017, I, I really hope they give him another shot yeah. at the WWE yes, title. I, agree. I think he deserves it. Yes. And and he's and he does all the right things. He always does the media, what you know, opportunities. Uh, one thing 2016 brought back was the cruiserweight division. Yes. I'm not a fan. I was a fan of the cruiserweight classic, but I'm I, not I a fan of the cruiserweights on I don't the main it. roster. I don't need it on Raw. I, I, think, I think the 205 live show is all right. I, you know, I, yeah, just I, keep I, it at that. Yeah. Or have the cruiserweights be part of NXT. Okay. Most of the guys on NXT are smaller anyway. Just have the cruiserweights compete on NXT. I, I or just keep them specifically on 205 live on the network yep. and don't showcase them on Raw or SmackDown at all. Agreed. I mean, it's it's just not fun to. What literally when they come on, I change a channel. Mm-hmm. Tonight, when the when when Neville comes to the ring to take on, uh, Rich Swan, Lance, Lance. Lince Dorado, I'm putting the Bachelor on, and then I'll come back in ten <laughs> minutes. I'm telling you, that's exactly what I'm going to do. The only cruiserweight I like, I like Brian Kendrick because he's old school. Mm-hmm. He's got a good character and he's great on the mic. And I like this new guy, the gentleman. Jack Gallagher. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's got a he's got a gimmick. Yeah. The rest of the guys are clowns. Whatever. TJ I... Perkins. It sounds like a twelve year old boy on yeah, the mic. Yeah, Get. Yeah. Neville is a heel. I like it. I'm digging it. See mm. where it goes. Not but Rich Swan. I like Rich Swan because he's a Baltimore boy. Yeah. I do like Rich Swan. I like him. He's got charisma. I'm just I don't uh, know. Somebody on uh somebody on Periscope slash Twitter Live asked, is Rousey coming to the WWE? Uh a year ago, I would have said yes. Now, I don't know that they want her. Um, Rousey. Because he thinks he's damaged goods? Yeah. Do they want loser? Like, she's a loser. Bottom line, like, yeah. recently, recent history. I would and, love to see her. You know what? You know what the problem if anybody is? Anybody can don't make know, her a star. Vince McMahon Vince can make McMahon her a star. Vince McMahon can make her a star, but I think it all depends on how much she's willing to accept, you know, like saying, okay, like she comes in and people are getting on her about. The fact that she's lost her last two fights. Yeah. Oh, you were washed up in MMA. Well, that has you to be. Fi- yeah. That has to be part of the storyline, yeah. and she has to accept that. Yeah. If she's gonna take on Char- my prediction after she got um, knocked out uh, by Nunez, I tweeted immediately that night, December thirtieth. 
WrestleMania 34 co-main event, Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. Because Charlotte Flair is the only female superstar that could pull off making her not only look good in the ring, but using her losses in the octagon to build a feud. But is Ronda Rousey willing to, A, learn how to throw a fake punch, learn how to take a suplex? She's going to learn how to wrestle. It's a lot different from the octagon. Will she put in the time? I don't know. I doubt it. Mentally, will she put in the work? Learning how to cut promos, learning how to accept her failures in real life and using it as part of a storyline. It'll be interesting. Uh, it'll be interesting. All right. Hey, look, man, we got to get out of here, man. No, it's been fun. Has been fun. Two years. Two years in the books. Two years. People Two years. showing us love, man. Two years in the books for the you, best in the world sports report. You make sure that you follow the best in the world sports report. Here we are. We, we do this podcast. We don't now, now, now granted, we don't, we don't do as, we don't talk wrestling as much as we should. It was fun, but I appreciate you bringing sports. it out of dare I say cold, cold story. Yeah, baby. All right, hey man, once again, tell us what you think of this show at BITW Sports. If you're watching on Twitter or Periscope, or if you watch this on Facebook, or if you watch this on IG, whatever, or at BITW Sports. Once again, at BITW Sports. It's been a pleasure to it be back been. in the man cave. Yes. I don't know the next time I'll be back because of my work schedule, but I had to come down for the two year anniversary. It's, it's all right, man. Maybe we need to bring it to you or something. I don't know. <laughs> we got to figure something out. But. Vince, it's been a pleasure, my friend. Yep. One more time. Yep. All right. I'm Vince Villani. He's John Brown. We are the best in the world. See you next week or whenever we see you. Peace.